Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, that is Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks for taking a few minutes of your time today to listen to our podcast. I am joined today by my friend and partner and stock picker extraordinaire, Brian Hunsaker. How you doing, Brian? Good, Brett. How you doing? Oh, living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah. Uh, Yankees still in first place. <laughs> right. Beautiful weather outside. Wonderful time of year. And happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there. Yes, happy Father's Day. Not as important as Mother's Day. No, not even. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> but still, hey, it's Father's Day upcoming. Anyway, today's topic is, is interesting. We talked about it two weeks ago in a podcast uh, about diversification, the idea of diversification. And wanted to to bring that same discussion in, but with a different slant. And one I think that's going to resonate with people a lot more, Brian, you came to me earlier this week and you said, hey, you know, diversification, what if? And you gave me an example on diversification and a light bulb went off to me and I said, clients, everybody needs to hear that example. Will you share with me what you're thinking that way? Yeah, and I, I've thought about this a lot over the years. We've, I thought recently it came up because we had someone here in our office, and they were surprised at how few securities we had in our in our portfolio. A mutual fund lover. Yeah, yeah, index. You know, yep. really, really thought indexing is the way to go. And I'm not saying indexing is, is not a bad. I'm not bashing on indexing, but uh, you know, really, it it's the way you think about um, a business. And when you own a business, for example, let's say you owned 100% of Amazon. Or you're Jeff Bezos, and you have you know you have a very large position in in Amazon, and you may also own a railroad company, and maybe a media company. You know, would that be diversified? If you owned 100 percent of Amazon and Disney, uh, Burlington Northern Railroad, which Berkshire Hathaway owns, would you consider that diversified? You would be the envy of the world. Absolutely. I mean, if you owned 100% of all those businesses, yep. and I, here's the way I think we should be thinking about our investment portfolios, and that is as if we owned 100% of those businesses. I think of myself as a business owner, and we own, yes, we own small slices of those businesses, but you should really think of yourself as a business owner and an owner of those businesses. So, Yes, we own media companies, we own technology companies, we own industrial companies, we own finance and banking and uh, consumer staples, I mean, uh, aerospace, you know, these are, these are businesses we own. And if you think about it in terms of actual businesses and forget about the stock market and prices going up and down every day, but these are operating businesses that have really fantastic futures, long-term futures. And... Uh, you know, we think that's the way you should think about your stocks or your investments. These are businesses, not little squiggly lines on a piece of paper that go up and down every day. So it's a complete mental shift. And I'll give you another example. Uh, where we live, Brian, we live close to each other, uh, just north of Salt Lake, and there's a lot of real estate developers where we are. And one of them in particular is invested in senior housing. They're invested in some apartments. And they've got some storefronts. And people, it's funny to hear people talk about that individual. He's diversified amongst these different, and I'm sitting there, well, yeah, I mean, he, he is, and he is diversified, but it's all real estate. Right. So why is that so much more diversified and three different areas of real estate 
to where people aren't worried to invest with them, but yet they're worried because we own 15 different companies in a portfolio. What's the difference? I'll tell you why. Because those real estate properties don't trade on on a public market, and you don't get a price every day. That's why. I mean, I think people forget that these are operating businesses, and, and they... They think it's some sort of pie in the sky. Some game. Yeah, game, pie yeah. in the sky, just something out there that there's not, there, it's not based on reality, but these are actually operating businesses. And I think you got to remember that. So, what if there was a, a TV show in Utah devoted to real estate? And there's some guy on there that said, Oh, Johnny's storefront today is priced at blah, 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 blah. And it's a senior housing. Well, some old guy fell down on the cafeteria grabbing a muffin. And so, it would be a complete mental mental shift for them, almost like the stock market, right? Yeah. If that was reported on every day, if there's a CNBC for that market, there's not. And so, it helps people relax a little bit. Right. Well, plus, you can drive by you know, a building or, you know, a piece of property and say, oh, you know, there's my, there's my investment there. There's, there's my dirt. There's my dirt. Yeah. But on the other hand, you can also drive by, you know, Disney World and, yeah. and uh, go to the, you know, take a flight on a, you know, an airplane and see, you know, see some of your investments out there, or see a, a railroad, you know, yeah. delivering goods and services. So, and I bet every day, every day in the neighborhoods that are, clients live in there's a ups truck or an amazon van Mm -hmm. delivering something from a business full disclosure we own amazon that we own and that they own so it's there just like driving past real estate it's just a complete mental shift into understanding that we're not buying tickers on a tv screen right yeah I, I I really think that's the mentality of most people. They they see it's a tickers, and that it's up a dollar today and down two dollars tomorrow and up three dollars the next day, and they sort of base their some of their happiness on what the market's doing. And I've been guilty of that. I mean, we're in the industry and we see, we're really we're really close to it. We see it every single day, and. Uh, but we work really hard not to let our emotions get involved when the stocks when a stock's up or down. We try to really focus on the the fundamentals of the business, the, the competitive long-term competitive advantages, the, how the business is operating, how it's doing. That's what we really focus on. So that's the key. If people if people who are having an emotional hard time because it is you know our businesses are traded every day publicly. What's the best way for them to get over that? Is it just to turn off the news and just relax and rely on the long-term success of that business or what will be the long-term success of that business? Or what's the key for people to transition into a different mind mindset? Well, I really think that looking at your investment por- portfolio every day, at least the prices, is not helpful. Um, if you want to open the annual report on you know Disney or Amazon, Go for it, but to actually look at the the price of your investments every single day, I don't I don't think it's healthy. Now, some people they're fine with it and they they get it, but I think a lot of people get affected by that emotionally by the ups and downs of the market and their investment portfolio. And so, oh gosh, I'm you know poor today, you know, and I think they just I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. So it's turning off the noise, focusing on the business, as Brian said, and the operations of the business, which we do for you. 
and just relying upon the long-term competitive advantage and, and, and success of the business in the future. Yeah, I, uh, I read every one of our annual reports. I listen to conference calls. We, you know, I'm looking at the operating businesses and what they're doing and trying to you know, look at their competitive, long-term competitive advantages. I mean, that's what we're looking for. And it, again, it's not the, the stock price day-to-day. That's not that important. So everyone out there, if you're going to buy a stock or when we buy a stock for people, it's based on the idea that we're going into business with Jeff Bezos. We're going into business with Tim Cook. We want to be in business with them. It's not due to squiggly lines on a chart creating an ascending triangle or something like that. It's not based on the stock falling 5% in the day and we're going to hurry and get in and get out. It's based on us wanting to go in business with these individuals. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And, you know, we get, uh, you know, we, I, we watch CNBC from time to time. I, I try to watch less of it. You know, I think that's really smart. Because really the CNBC, and I'm not picking on CNBC, all the financial news and news in general. I mean, they're, they're trying to sell advertising. And so what sells is, you know, fear and greed, really. And uh, that's not really good behavior as far as investment, if trying to manage your portfolio. But, uh, yeah, really, really focus on the, how the businesses are doing, how they're operating. And uh, every day I see headlines and articles about, you know, some of our portfolio companies. And some are good. You know, some of the articles are good. Some are negative. When you say, actually look at the headline and then you read the article, you, re- you realize, wait a minute. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, read, I'll read the headlines. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, what's going on there? And then I read the articles. Okay, come on. And that's, that's almost nine out of ten times. So to truly understand diversification, you need to not have the mindset as a stock trader. You need to have the mindset that you're a business owner and that will help people understand just how truly diversified a portfolio of 12 to 15 stocks is Yeah. when you have that mindset. If you think that you own 12 to 15 great businesses some of the best businesses in the world done you know and we yeah done and then we also partnered with some of the best managers and we feel like when we buy these companies that we're buying a you know at a discount to their intrinsic value we think they're good values you put those three things together that's a good combination over a long period of time you know we're not forecasting three months or six months but we're looking out three five and ten years and longer love it I would, you know what else I'd love? What? I would love that local station talking about Henry down at the old folks' home grabbing that muffin. <laughs> I think that'd be entertaining. That would be. Anyway, folks, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Until next week. Bye now. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.